like Denver's a beer city and Utah has, well, Utah alcohol laws. I'm going to segue myself into the Buccaneers. If there's three things that are guaranteed in this life, it's death taxes and the Vikings will beat the Saints in the playoffs. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Justin, and I am joined by my co-host, Jared Miller, the man among boys, as they call him. I was really struggling with how to get that one out, but Jared Miller, everybody. (laughs) You know, it's kind of true. I am kind of the man amongst boys right now. I am in the playoffs in our fantasy league that start this week. Yep. It's it's really a... A story worthy of Disney, you know, a poor man growing up on the streets, able to make his fantasy playoffs, truly inspirational stuff. It is. Hopefully this year I can actually win the championship. So, well, you're not going against me. So, (laughs) yes, you got a chance this year. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I'm just, I'm, as the kids say, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. It was an honor just to be nominated. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing good. Seahawks finally got things right. I mean, I would hope so against the Jets, but yeah, we're, we're, we're good. It's hard to get things wrong against the Jets these days. Well, 13 teams have done it right so far. So that's true. That's true. It's, um, we'll see how the rest of the season shakes out for the Jets, but first there is some big news that I think we need to talk about right away. Let's, let's hear it. So as of, Oh boy, what day did they announce that? Um, December fourteenth, I believe. Maybe the no, it was this weekend, wasn't it? On Sunday. Uh, what's the news? The the Indians changing their oh, name. Oh yes, that was a few days ago. I think yeah, over the weekend, some point. Yes, Sunday, Sunday about seven o'clock. The news dropped that the Cleveland Indians will be changing their name, and this is this is pretty big. I mean, they have been using the Cleveland Indians, you know, as their, as their moniker for a hundred some years now. Yeah. uh, I think they started it in the early, early 1900s. I don't know the year exactly, but yeah, I, I saw that too. That's big time news. Uh, I don't think it should really come as a shock though, to anybody right now, you know, based off what, 2020's political climate has been its social agenda coming off the heels of Washington doing this in football. It was really, to me anyway, more of just a matter of when, not if. Yeah. I think especially, um, especially with that being combined with the, the chief Wahoo imagery, it was something that needed a change. You know, we talked about it when, when the, Washington football team became the Washington football team. Um, I never had personally an issue with the, with the Redskins logo. I thought it was more tastefully if, if that would be the correct term and, and please, if I'm getting this wrong or in being insensitive, let me know. Well, and with uh, Washington's uh, former logo, it was designed by a native American. Correct. It was, it was designed after uh, a man from the Blackfoot, reservation here in montana actually yeah we talked about that during that podcast as well because i I didn't know about that tie to montana and i again it's i think they're they could have made a more respectful you know kept came kept maybe the native american ideology 
notice I'm saying ideology, not symbolism. And maybe some of the tribes, either either the Blackfoot or local tribes around the DC area, some of their traditions and some of their some of their themes. Yeah, uh, working with the tribe though, so, sort of like we see um, FSU doing with the Seminole tribe. I do think though that the the Cleveland Indians, uh, as we as you said already, this was a a win not if kind of deal. I know some people are going to be upset about it, you know, claiming, you know, that they're caving to the PC culture. Ultimately, you know, I'm willing to bet most of those people are not Native Americans. Yeah, well, and here's the other thing about that, too. Like, think about think about it just in terms of the Washington football team right now. Like when this when that news was announced over the summer that they were dropping their name. Yeah, it had some people up in arms about it and they were mad. But like, here we are what, four or five months later, and it's not even really being talked about anymore. Yeah, it's the last thing I read, actually, was they're considering keeping the Washington football team name because apparently quite a few fans are fans of it. But that being said, I do believe that was a quote from Dan Snyder. I'd have to look it up to fact check myself, and I don't trust most of what Dan Snyder yeah, says, if I'm being honest. He says with a grain of salt. But I, I think this will be a similar situation. I think at first you're going to get a lot of people riled up about it because you've probably got fans who have followed this team since, you know, they were little and, you know, watched baseball way back that when, and they're just used to this. They've known nothing else. But like I said, I don't think people should be surprised by this. Like this, this didn't surprise me in the slightest. And the question I have now is what does this mean for other sports teams in whatever leagues they may be that use Native American themes and imagery in their names or their logos. Uh, you know, you're talking the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Florida State, who we mentioned, uh, among others that I'm sure I'm missing right now, but those are the ones that come to mind. What does this mean for them in the near future? Are they going to change names too? Um, I don't know. Um, it depends on how how far this this uh pressure for lack of a better term goes like we could see potentially the chiefs changing their name um if it if yeah if it's if it's seen as a misuse of native american imagery um and i don't know you know in in my opinion and again this is coming as a primarily white male although my family's got like like i think my brother and i are now a hundred and or maybe it might be in the 300s. Like we've got like a itty bitty little bit of Native American ancestry, not enough to claim any tribe affiliation or anything like that. So this is coming from a white person. I I never thought that the Chiefs nor the necessarily the Braves have been culturally insensitive. And I may be wrong. I haven't scoured their team history or anything like that. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you again, coming from a white guy. I've never had a problem with the Chiefs name. I mean, the way I see it, and again, I could be seeing it totally wrong. Uh, Chief seems like a term of endearment almost, uh, a term of honor. But again, mm-hmm. it, it depends on how it's being used and all that. And their logo uh, over there in Kansas City is obviously, I don't think, been offensive. But And then, you know, if you want to talk about things, the name of their stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, it's been that for Mm-hmm. long long time and what would that mean for that if they changed their team name they would probably have to change that too i would think but and then atlanta with the braves again brave feels like to me anyway a term of honor maybe but 
I could totally be wrong about that too. Now, the one thing I think that definitely should probably go in Atlanta is the tomahawk chop that fans do at games. Yes, I I agree. Um, and, and you and I know that oh, for it, it it's come up at Chiefs games too, and even uh, Florida State Seminoles games in college. So that, that's something, but th- that's something I feel like kind of probably easy to weed out. Mm-hmm. Well, I know at Blackhawks games, they've had to really crack down on fans coming in with tribal headdresses, uh, Native American, you know, hatchets, doing the tomahawk shot, things like that. They've had to really crack down on that because of their of their Native American. I, I'm not even going to say affiliation because the Blackhawks isn't a isn't a tribe. The Blackhawks, and I might get this a little bit incorrect, but the founder of the team was in a military unit called the Blackhawks, and then the Native American logo that we know separated from that. Yeah, well, yeah, I know about like Blackhawk helicopters um and the division in the the air force or whatever it is i guess i'm probably getting that way wrong but yeah i know i know what you're saying um yeah it's just it's an interesting time right now for certain sports franchises and we said the same thing with the washington football team when they went their route let's not get this misconstrued maybe the cleveland indians are doing this for partially the right reasons but once again financial pressure was put on them from their donors their sponsors and their shareholders so you know it it does money money talks whether or not they're doing this for the right reasons entirely you know we could argue all day on but at the end of the day this is big news like we said they will after the 2021 baseball season no longer be known as the Cleveland Indians. And that brings up the question, what will they go with? Cause I've heard a lot of things. I've heard that they might touch back on what they used to be before they were known as the Indians, the Cleveland spiders. Oh, um, I don't know if I like that. We, I remember we talked about this. I think it was our first ever episode. Actually, we mentioned that you had the same reaction and I totally agree with you uh, as two people who are really not a fan of spiders or arachnids. Uh, let's not do that, Cleveland. Let's think of something better that doesn't scare away our fan bases. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the names, it, what they come up with. Do you think they're going to go Washington's route, just go with the Cleveland Baseball Club? Honestly, I don't think I don't think it's the worst thing. It's it's almost kind of clean. It's, it's lazy, but it's kind of clean. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of vein as like uh, – like uh, football clubs in uh, Europe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Manchester yeah. Football Club, things like that. I, I see what you mean. I don't see them doing that, though. I, I bet they... I, come, I don't either. I bet they come up with an actual new nickname. I saw one person joking about it online, that they're just going to be um, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> and, change their, and change their logo to a brown baseball helmet. <laughs> Every sports team, and I kind of want them to do that. Every sports team in Cleveland should just be the Browns. <laughs> You're, you, so the Cleveland Browns, you could watch them any year or any time of year, all year round. Uh, their colors are all the same. That god awful brown and orange. They do exactly what the football team there does, and it's just one unified giant Cleveland sports thing. The Cleveland sports megaplex. Yeah. All of Cleveland is just the Browns. 
they all just mesh stadiums and they build a ballpark slash basketball arena slash football stadium. They all play in the same spot. Cleveland is one of the I don't worst. know. Think about that. That could be that could be a good idea though. They would be a shoe-in for hosting the Olympics. Cleveland hosts the Olympics. That's uh it'd have to be the winter Olympics, right? I think. And I mean if you if you have a tracker on the football field, you'd be good. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you gotta build pools and you gotta build well, just expand it. Keep you know, I'm sure there's swimming teams in Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, the swimming team. I mean, really, the Brown, maybe you don't want the Browns at the pool. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you don't want the, uh, yeah, (laughs) the Browns in the pool. (laughs) Where did we, where did we get lost? We got lost. Hey, Dave, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm taking the Browns to the pool. Uh, What are you you doing now? I'm I'm coaching the swimming team today. Good Lord. Yeah, we should, the lowest form of comedy. Oh man. Interesting times though, for sports in Ohio. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't begrudgingly congratulate the Columbus crew on their MLS cup victory over my mm-hmm. Seattle Sounders on Saturday night. Yeah, was- I'm surprised that you, you congratulated them on the Twitter, which for those of you that don't know, Jared runs the Twitter account all the time and makes 99% of the tweets, if you see something weird or out of the ordinary, that's me. It could be me too. But Justin did tweet the other day about something we're going to talk about later on in the show. Uh, yeah. About hockey jerseys. We'll get yeah. to that. But uh, yeah, uh, congratulations to the Columbus crew. Uh, flat out outplayed, outcoached Seattle the other night. Uh, 3 nothing win. Second ever MLS Cup title for that franchise. Cool for them. Not cool for me, but then you've got the Browns, the actual Cleveland Browns that we all know and maybe love. Uh, They're having quite a season right now. Just played a pretty incredible Monday night football game against the Ravens. Yeah, it Uh, was a good game for most people on those two teams. Lamar Jackson was not necessarily one of them. Yeah, He he had quite a few rushing yards, but. The passing game, as it has been kind of this season, was not on point. Yeah, and then the other Ohio team, uh, I feel like it's worth mentioning, the Ohio State Buckeyes in college football, also out of Columbus, uh, they're kind of the subject of some controversy right now. Nothing that they've done, but they only played five games this season, this regular season. And up until recently, the big 10 had a rule that you needed to play in at least six. If you were to be able to compete for the big 10 championship, well, they changed the rules for Ohio state this year who are five and oh, and let them go to the big 10 championship still to play Northwestern. And it's raising questions. Are they worthy of making it to the college football playoff only playing this amount of games while other teams have played 10 or 11. And I don't know, it's not something we're going to get into right now, but uh, they are the subject of uh, some debate, so to speak. So interesting times, like I said, for Ohio sports. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, the Ohio state Buckeyes are a big program. And yeah. I think they've got a lot of eyes they bring to the television and we do know how college football does bow down to the almighty dollar. If I were to take a stab in the dark, I'd say that barring some loss in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State will probably get selected for the playoff. 
It's but, like that. It, sorry, not to cut you off. Oh, go for it. It's like, so why'd you let them in? Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Mr. Krabs meme from SpongeBob. Exactly. Man, exactly. If anything's ever encapsulated the NCAA better, I haven't seen it. Anyways. Well, speaking of the NCAA, I actually watched a movie this weekend that I was telling you about a little bit off air. Yeah. Um, a new movie. Yeah. A new movie on Disney Plus called Safety. I have not watched it yet. I know that was my homework from you. Uh, Yeah. So Justin's a teacher and he gives me homework too. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. I did not do Um, my homework though. I did not watch the movie before we recorded tonight. So I really don't know a ton of what it's about. I know it's about Clemson. Yeah. It's about a, uh, Clemson football player, um, a linebacker. No, he's a safety. It's right in the name. I'm not that much of an idiot. Um, But he comes in, um, has some family stuff come up, and he ends up bringing his little brother to college, which is a a big no-no because, you know, the little brother's living with him in the dorms that his scholarship pays for. And, you know, trying to keep it a secret ends up, you know, team finds out things go bad, and then – you know, they're like, well, here, this is what we'll do. They work out a situation. They're living off campus, but eventually the, the story goes public and finds out that the community has been giving his little brother a rise to elementary school because the bus doesn't come out to their house and, and getting rides from coaches and coaches, wives, they went and had dinner at their houses, things like that. And you know, it's, it's in the movie. So it might be a little like touchy feely sensationalized, but ultimately, the the local NCAA rep for the school comes and says, hey, this can't happen because your brother, this is showing that your family's getting benefit from you playing at Clemson, basically. Um, you know, the typical NCAA kind of thing. And so the, the remainder of the movie from there is the main character creating an appeal favor for special circumstances because his mom's in drug rehab, so he's the only person his little brother has. Um, good movie. It's a nice, uh, huh? Nice. It's a nice movie. I'll have to. Did you say it was based on a true story? Yes, it is. Um, that's during the credits. You actually see the main character and his little brother on a snippet of Oprah, briefly. Hmm. I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't know much about that story either. Uh, that's interesting. And while you were describing it, I couldn't help but think, you know, that is kind of the level of ridiculousness the NCAA stoops to sometimes. Mm-hmm. so um yeah it well, sounds and oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it sounds like a good movie i'll have to uh i'll have to do my homework and watch it yeah and i, I was gonna say they vote on it and it's a council of five i think for the ncaa but and assuming this is a real part of the part of the story not just made movie magic um but it comes down to the last vote a tiebreaker yeah so again it, it might just be a feel-good story but you know, if, if it's somewhat close to being true, uh, you know, it, it gives me some respect for that, the Clemson football program. So, yeah, talk about teams making the playoff. They're probably another team that's going to make it this mm-hmm. year. Uh, in real life here, they're uh, pretty unstoppable, it looks like right now, unless you're Notre Dame, maybe. I don't know. It's uh, sounds like a good movie, though. I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, I love me a good sports movie, a good football yeah. movie. So, might be on the agenda for this weekend yeah it was a good little good little movie so uh speaking of football i guess let's just kind of transition right into the nfl um there's not i don't like we kind of said before going on here i don't have a whole lot to say about the nfl this week 
I I don't either. I do want to talk about the Bucks game briefly because I wasn't able to watch all of it. I watched most of it. And I've seen a lot of people online complaining about the refs. So to get this right out of the way, there's some of the calls that people are complaining about that they shouldn't be. And I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. I know you feel like you're always screwed by the refs. That was partially true in this case. But the one that I've seen a lot of people complain about that I don't agree with is the pass interference against Mike Evans. People are saying it wasn't. He slipped. If you watch that footage back, you you can see that that defensive back is clearly clearly committing pass interference. Like, it is on the tape. You can watch. Um, and you know what? At me about it. We'll talk about it. Um, now, now, the pass interference on the Hail Mary to Gronk, that's a little bit of BS right there. I, I heard <laughs> that, about shouldn't, that. that shouldn't have been called. It's pretty rare that officials call pass interference on a Hail Mary. Like, it has to be pretty egregious. It was not. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That I didn't see any of your game or the highlights yet, but I did hear about that one. (laughs) But ultimately if you're blaming that game on the refs and not the fact that Dan Bailey missed a million kicks, maybe you're trying to make excuses and you should really real reevaluate where you stand as a football fan. Well, and Vikings fans should be used to having kickers that couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So it's not like this is a new thing. You know, we saw some good stuff this week, though. I think the off week helped. The bye week helped us. And ultimately, it was a fairly good game. Unfortunately, Ronald Jones apparently has to have surgery and have a, uh, a screw, I want to say, inserted in his pinky, which is really unfortunate. Ooh, that doesn't sound fun. Ooh, not at all. Well, and that was a big win just for the NFC playoff landscape. Like, mm-hmm. You know, the Vikings are going to be one of those teams that – trying desperately to get that seven seed fighting with the Cardinals and they lost and Arizona got a win this week. Yeah. I, 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 that was absolutely a must win for the Vikings. And another thing I'm going to say too, I hate sometimes watching bucks games, especially now that we have Tom Brady, because the announcers are terrible. Like the bucks have never had a lot of announcers that have been fans of them, but now that we have Tom Brady, it's even worse. And it's kind of the same thing. Whereas instead of, you know, saying good things about the Bucks, are like, wow, that was really lucky. You know, it's like the opposite effect of like, wow, Patrick Mahomes is just so God blessed gifted. He could be running backwards in a snowstorm and he'd still get touchdowns every day. And I just love that man so much. Yeah. Which is basically what the announcers are during chief games. It's frustrating to watch. Uh, Pat McAfee has a great little, little talk about how bad the NFL announcers are for some games. I encourage you to watch it. He uses words I'm not going to use right now. Of course he does. Yeah. But, but I digress. Let's talk about the Seahawks game. Well, we did exactly what we were supposed to do against the jets. We curb stomped them into oblivion. And even if it was against a team like New York, uh, I think it was good for our confidence actually. Like mm-hmm. we, we've been played so many close games all year, whether they be win or loss, it felt like we could just never shake a team. And again, like I said, it was just the jets, but I think it was really good for our confidence. The defense looked pretty good again. You know, the jets make most people look good, but I didn't see anything egregious on the defensive side of the ball that I have problems with right now uh the jets did miss three field goals i think in the game so my team also played a team that had a 
poor kicking performance this week. <laughs> uh, our offense humming again, dropped 40 points. Russ looked better. Uh, now I'm interested to see how they're going to do against Washington this week. Washington's a team I'm kind of nervous to play mm-hmm. uh, because it's one of those on paper we should win. Uh, but no one I really think or not enough people talk about their defense. I think their defense is good. Their defensive line is scary. Yes. Uh, uh, Chase Young, i probably going to have nightmares about him all week, uh, what he's going to do to our offensive line. And then Terry McLaurin, who we've talked about before, he's a pretty potent offensive weapon of theirs. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a shoe-in game. Ron Rivera is an excellent coach. And – if we bring our A game, I think we'll be fine, but we have to travel all the way across the country. Sometimes we have a problem with that playing in the East coast. So I don't know. I don't know. I was happy with the win. Obviously uh, it kept us in pace for first place in the NFC West. The Rams are still ahead of us on a tiebreaker, but uh, we need this one. We need this one pretty bad. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to be interested to see how it plays out. You know, they toppled the Steelers a while or here a couple of weeks ago, and the Steelers just fell again to the Bills. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Washington just beat the 49ers too, so I loved them for that. I don't want to see it again this week, but uh, let's get into upset and upsetting games. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I can I can start off with my upset game, I suppose. Can I take a guess and say we probably have the same one again? Yeah, you shoot. You know, you shoot. Let's let's hear it. Let's see if we have the same. Uh, it's got to be the Eagles, right? It's got to be the Eagles. It's, it is the Eagles, man. Why can't we stop talking about the Eagles? I just, uh, I don't want to anymore. I'm happy because they beat the Saints, but this is also frustrating to me. Yeah, it's it's weird to me. It's just weird. Like I put it on our tweet after the Eagles upset the Saints the other day. Like, what even is this season for them? Like, you have a pretty crappy year up to this point. You bench Carson Wentz. You put in Jalen Hurts, and in his first NFL start, he beats the ten and two now ten and three Saints. The other reason I don't like this is it's 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 going to validate Eagles fans. Like, oh, it was all Carson Wentz's fault. No, it wasn't. You have deeper issues than what was happening with Carson Wentz. It was like something you said when we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If they put Hurts in, which they ended up doing, he might have a week or two where he shines because teams don't have film on him. They're not quite ready Mm -hmm. for him. And maybe that's what we saw with the Saints. Maybe we saw a classic case of a better team overlooking their opponent. You know, I think it was probably a mix of those things. Uh, This is a fluke, though. Let's not get this misconstrued. They play this game 10 times. I think the Saints win it easily nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, This just happened to be the one the Eagles got. So, you know, props, but I would not bet that it would be a habit. Yeah. The other thing that's the Saints a lot of times in the past few years have had trouble with the Eagles. The Saints have had trouble with just upsets, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to bring it back to this again, but I'm going to as a Seahawks fan. The 2010 Seahawks beating the Saints in the first round of the playoffs is one of the biggest upsets in NFL playoff history. Yeah. Um, the Saints, they don't always show up to games they're supposed to. And That's- this was a game that I thought was going to be over by the third quarter. 
they just I just don't think they gave their uh, opponent a proper tip of the cap, as you will. And this is what can happen when you don't. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited though because that that does kind of bring the the NFC South title back into possible grabbing it range for the Bucks if we can win our next three games, which is <laughs> Falcons, Lion, Falcons. The Falcons are doing their stupid late season push though for nothing. Um, but the Saints have next week or this week, I guess now. Kansas City, then the Vikings, and then Carolina as their last game. So I, I can realistically see them dropping two of those games. It's not guaranteed. I'm not going to assume anything with Drew Brees. I'm also going to not assume anything with the Falcons right now just because they are a weird team. Well, and like you like you said, the Saints had a chance to lock up the division this weekend, and they didn't. So, I mean, if you can't come to play with your division on the line, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they'll still probably win the NFC South, but you know, this could be a, a sign that even if they finish as the NFC's number one seed, they're definitely not unbeatable. Like they're not a big scary oh, absolutely. presence in the playoffs. Like the chiefs might be on the other side. Jared, so, there's been exactly one time where a team has been a big, scary presence the entire year and gone undefeated. Yeah. And we know how that went. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was, I think, uh, across the board, most people would probably pick that as their upset of the week in the NFL, I would imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would agree. All right, so you go first this time. Upsetting game. Let's hear it. <sighs> this one's kind of tough for me because I didn't watch, I did not get the chance to watch a ton of football this weekend or this week, I should say. I kind of, I, I got to give it to the, the Minnesota Bucks games. Because even though I'm very happy that the Bucks won, there was some of the ref ball that came in, which is always upsetting. And it's kind of upsetting to me to see how far Dan Bailey's fell in terms of his performance. You know, I, I felt the same thing when Adam Vinatieri started to dip in his performance. You know, these these titans amongst men who's been playing for as long as I've been alive, you know, to start seeing their their performance dip and it's, it's a bummer. I mean, Dan Bailey is, uh, I remember when he kicked for the Cowboys for all those years, just as automatic as they come. And now, you know, with the Vikings, I actually got to see him kick in person in a preseason game a few years ago, he was lights out. Um, just been Mr. Consistent. It's felt like for most of his career, but, yeah, it's just it's weird to watch those guys get older. I hate the inevitable demon that is time. Yeah, what do they say? Time's undefeated, but Tom Brady's trying to take him to triple overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Might just do it too with the way he's been playing. He might. He might. Uh my upsetting game of the week. I think I have to give it to Buffalo and Pittsburgh's game. Mm-hmm just because the Steelers are getting exposed for, I think, who they really are. Uh, We've talked about it. I don't want to straight up call them pretenders. It's tough to win 11 games in a season, no matter who you are, but, or what your schedule is. That being said, this might be the weakest 11 and two team I've ever seen. Yeah. 
Uh, Buffalo manhandled them on Sunday night football. They outplayed them. I think Buffalo is the second best team in the AFC. They are this close to winning the AFC West for the first time since the nineties, uh, 95, I think. And it's great for them. Uh, but the Steelers are, they are not, they're not a juggernaut. I'm sorry, but they're not. And this could be a team that wherever they end up in the playoffs, they could get ousted immediately. I mean, this is a team like we were talking with the saints that is no strangers to that sort of performance where you think about what Jacksonville did to them a couple of years ago in the playoffs when they were the two seed. And a lot of people thought they were going to the super bowl that year. And Jacksonville came in to Pittsburgh after Pittsburgh had the bye week and everything. And they just mm -hmm. put it on them. So I could see that happening again this year, whoever Pittsburgh meets in the playoffs, we've talked about teams in the AFC. We think that could be giant killers the Raiders, although maybe not right now after the way they've performed against the Colts, but the Dolphins, the Browns, like the, let's remember the Steelers have not won the FC North yet. And the reason they haven't is because the Browns are that close still. Yeah. Speaking of the Dolphins, I don't want to switch topics, you know, just willy nilly, but they about had a pretty major upset this week as well. Yeah. They kept it uh, pretty tight with the chiefs, you know, at the, for a while it looked like that game might turn into a blowout but then Miami made some things happen stayed in it mm -hmm. um yeah they only lost by six I think 33 to 27 yeah they Miami had 17 points in the fourth quarter which you've got to give it to give it to Tua Tungavailoa in that case you know um I know we've we've shared our thoughts about what happened with Fitzpatrick there um, but man, you've, you've got to give it to Tua as a rookie, um, over, I sound like an NFL announcer. No, you know, we got to give it to this young man with everything he's overcome. My God. It's true though. Like it, I, it is, you know, he is, he is leading a team very well. I I've been very impressed with this rookie class of quarterbacks. I, I'm excited to see where they go. I, I think there's a lot of quarterback talent, young quarterback talent in the league right now. This is a team that no one wants to see in the playoffs. Miami yeah uh Tua like we just talked about playing great for a rookie playing uh there's no fear in that young man you know there's no he never there's no quit it's not in his vocabulary that's a skill that's going to serve him well come crunch time into the playoffs um and the Dolphins are just a really well-coached team like Brian Flores has done amazing things down there in Miami mm -hmm. uh, to turn them into what they are now. Talk about, like I said, with Pittsburgh, they haven't won their division yet. Neither has Buffalo because Miami is still close enough. I yeah. think Buffalo is going to win it, and I think Miami will go in as a wild card. But this is a wild card team you don't want to see. I agree. AFC. So uh, if, they, if they get paired up with somebody like Buffalo in the first round, uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, I'm tuning in for that all day. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I will say, you know, a lot of people criticized Brian Flores last year. Coming in, he cut a lot of people that were considered franchise players, you know, like Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, a lot. there's a lot of jokes made of like, oh, they're basically playing with a, you know, a Big Ten team at this point. You know, things of that, like that nature. You know, I think he took that year and he, was, he knew what he was doing. He was like, we're just getting back. I'm not bringing any big names in. We're just going to work on 
getting ourselves together as a team. Um, and I don't, I don't know. That's what he said. That's kind of what it seemed like. And, you know, they started winning games there at the end of the year as well. Yeah. Well, um, here's the thing. Rebuilds just suck. But if you do them yeah. right, if you do them right, they're usually pay off. And that's what yeah. you're seeing in Miami, I think. Yeah. And, and who caused Miami to rebuild? Nobody else but Adam Gase. Yeah. So what does that mean for the Jets' future? Well, whenever they hire their next competent coach, it might mean very good things. Yeah, that could be another decade. Huh. This just in. Jets decide to hire Matt Patricia. I mean, but don't wait. Going back. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't like even hearing that. Uh, going back to Miami, though, their remaining schedule, they've got – they host New England this week. I think that's a winnable game. Then they, they, go, they usually beat them in, in Miami regardless. Yeah, yeah. They're good for one win a year against the Patriots. Uh, then they go to Vegas to play the Raiders, who, like I said, have kind of been faltering as of late. Then they got a tough one against the Bills to wrap the season up. Although, uh, if it works out that way, that last game could be for the division. So, Yeah, and the first time they played the Bills in the season, they only lost to them by, by three points. I expect – I expect them to probably win two out of three to close the season here, finish at 10 and six. That'd be a great improvement from what they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, maybe we need to try to get my uncle on here to talk about yeah. the Dolphins, man. He biggest Dolphins fan. I know crazy living up here in Montana, but yeah, they do exist up here. So, and they've got a lot to be excited about right now. Yeah. I think right now for the Dolphins fans out there, I think what the Dolphins need to succeed in the future is they is they need to be able to finish finish out the tough games strong and and finish out on defense strong and granted this last week that's hard to do against Patrick Mahomes but when when you needed that big stop that that defense it looked squishy squishy hashtag uh, squishy defense hashtag squishy defense hashtag squishy up <laughs> Uh, but you're right. You're right. Uh, they, they need to prove that they, in those close games, whether they're behind or ahead, that they can finish. And that's going to be something that almost every team that wins a Super Bowl has to do at some point in their playoff run. Uh, they've got to close somebody out in the final moments of a game. And Miami's got to prove that they yeah. can do that. I think they have the makings of a team who can be that. Yes. Um, you know, another team I really want to see him play in the playoffs, if it works out that way, is I'd love to see him play the Titans. Yeah, that, would, it, that could be an interesting matchup. Then you've got Ryan Tannehill against his old team, and you got that storyline into it, and uh, I think that would make for a really good game. And I think next year, too, and I could be completely wrong because I've made predictions in the past, like, oh, man, the Jaguars are going to dominate next year. <laughs> um, but I think next year going into the season – with a a gear or a, a verified starting quarterback, no no controversy. They're going to come in with a more clear identity of who they are, and I think they're going to be able to continue to give that that top spot in their division a run for their money. Yeah, the the Bills again, or maybe it'll be the Bills again. Yeah, I mean New England feels like they're kind of falling off. Um, you know, they might not even make the playoffs. It won't hurt my feelings, but. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to talk about New England when we get closer to the end of the season, but we've we don't want to fall down that hole right now. No. And I want to talk aesthetic. 
Let's let's yeah okay. I know you've been itching for this. Oh, I have since I've seen these. I wanted to talk about. Okay, them. so to our listeners out there, uh, we sometimes before we do these take notes. Justin seldom does, which I'm not calling you out. I'm just stating the fact. He took notes. He took notes on these aesthetics that aesthetics. we're going to talk. What we're about to talk about, he took notes on. Uh, so just think of that when we talk about it. Let's spend these last 15, 20 minutes. Justin, take it away. All right. So you guys may have seen my tweet. If you any of you don't follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at the expansion BU1. We post great Twitter updates about the world of sports. Um, sometimes we post uh, irrelevant things like about these jerseys. I'm in love with them. And I am talking about the NHL retro reverse jerseys. So every team in the NHL has all 31 teams has released an alternate Jersey that is uh, inspired by uh, their old school designs um, their history, things like that. Obviously, you know, teams like the golden Knights don't have a lot of that. So some of them are a little bit different and I love these jerseys. They are amazing. Jared, have you looked at them? Yeah. I, uh, uh, I looked at them a little bit uh, last night, Monday night, when you told me about them, I was looking at them a little bit, uh, pretty pricey, but they are quite expensive. There are some cool ones. Uh, now I would love to see if they did this again in a year when my Seattle Kraken hit the ice and start playing, if they did one of those and if Seattle would pay homage to the old Seattle Metropolitans that played yeah. back in the early 1900s, actually the first American team to win the Stanley cup. Uh, that'd be cool to see. And I might drop a pretty penny on one of those jerseys. If they did that so. right now, I'm considering dropping a pretty penny on one of these jerseys, which Although, one, which is your favorite. So I, I wanted to talk about this. I want to give, I'll probably just do my top three. All right. And my bottom three. I want to start out with my bottom three. All right. Start with, start with in this is, order. Surprise. I, 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 so, so my, my third least favorite and then work my way to my least favorite. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Uh, I was okay. So my third least favorite, and this is, this is a bit tough because my, my third and second are kind of, kind of close. All things considered. Um, I, I don't really care for, and actually there's a couple that kind of fall into this bottom category for me. And I, I, with the exception of kind of my last one, and I think it's what I'm most critical on. Dude, this is, this is killing me. I, I like almost all of these. That being said, I'm not a huge fan of the, the primarily red ones. And I don't really care for the Washington Capitals jersey. It's a very red jersey, and I, I, it's not because I hate America. I swear to God, but I don't <laughs> like the the large, kind of unsymmetrical sideways eagle all the way across it. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It does kind of look awkward. I, I don't care for, and maybe that would change if I saw it in person, but it's really not. I do kind of like that uh, Capitol building patch on the side, though. Yeah, that's – and like I said, I like all of these. Um, these are just the ones I like the least. Fair enough. All right. Let's, and, and, you let's... know, like right above that, I don't really care for the the Golden Knights alternate one, kind of for the same reasons. It's a lot of red. Yeah, it and is. I, I like the design, though, kind of the um, – they, they, they brought in uh, 
aspects from their inspiration or their inspirations. Some of their inspirations are from, you know, hockey teams that preceded them. So I I do kind of like that, but I, and that's kind of a personal preference. So next on my list though, I, so this is the least of the least now, right? Bottom of the barrel. Yes. Yeah. No, not the, not the, well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with that golden Knights and capitals as my, my first two there. I kind of hate to do it to him, but I'm going to my, my least, least favorite though. And I hate to do this. This is the one I actually would not probably buy is the Chicago Blackhawks Jersey. I think it's too similar to jerseys that we've seen in the past. And it's, I don't feel like they did enough to really make it a special occasion. And it, it is a variation of a previous Jersey. I shouldn't say it is like jerseys we've seen in the past. It is basically a Jersey we've seen in the past. Uh, they were designed like this in like the 40s, I believe it was. Okay, yeah, it looks like it's about that era. And and I I have a, a throwback Blackhawks jersey. It's the the barber pole stripe design where it's got the stripes all the way across. I look like a big candy cane when I wear it. <laughs> but I, I think it's fairly plain. It I think there's much much cooler jerseys on here. And despite the fact that I'm a, a, a low-key Blackhawks fan. I probably wouldn't buy this. I'd probably buy one of the other ones before that. That being said, let me talk about my top three because this is actually, you know, I have a hard time like putting the ones on the bottoms. It's easy for me to rank these into the top. So I'm going to go with my third place. And it's got to be, it's got to be the New Jersey Devils, the Christmas jersey. I love it. Oh God! Green and red—it's amazing. It is like the entire holiday of Christmas threw up on a jersey. I part of the reason I like it—it's—it's just such a such a step away from their usual jersey. If you pull up a regular New Jersey Devils jersey, oh yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, it. I I I really 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 like it. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember? You know how the NFL does their color rush game on Thursday night? Mm-hmm. You remember a few years ago when the Bills and Jets played, and the Bills went red head to toe, and the Jets went green, and there was like colorblind people complaining that watching the game they couldn't see anything. Uh huh. And like it just looked like Christmas was all over the field. This is what that reminds me of. <laughs> that is something. Yeah. All right. Um, my second place. Oh man, this is this is kind of tough because I've got I've got I think three that could go in here. But who gets um, the silver medal? Oh man, the silver medal. I think it's gotta go. Oh, and I just I like this jersey so much for just the design of the logo. I've got to give it to the Carolina Hurricanes throwback Hartford Whalers jersey. That I I love that logo so much. The color scheme's beautiful. Being the Seattle sports guy, I am I love the blue. Yeah, uh, yeah. The old Whalers logo is cool. I've always liked that logo. Yep, uh, I love how they worked in the H, the whale tail, the W itself. It it all works together so well. It's such a classic logo, and it's such a clean logo that I. I just, I, I love it. I fall in love with it every time I see it. That's a, that's a good one. All right. So what's the piece de resistance? So I am going to give a, a, a special, what do they call it? The, not Honorary the runner up. Mention? Honorary mention. This is almost going to another one, but it's got to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, it looks so good. 
I'm a sucker for that blue and white aesthetic though. And then coupled with kind of a God, like it it looks like it's a lightning bolt straight out of like like a cartoon. Like a cartoon or like an 80s advertisement. I just I love it. Yeah. Before you give your number one, can I give one that I kind of found that I would low-key maybe wear? Yeah, what's that? Uh Arizona's. The coyotes. Yes, that's that's on my top half. I, I really like that design. They've got the little gecko on the shoulder and the coyote with the hockey mask on. Mm-hmm. Like the, and it, it's the Phoenix Suns colors is what it is. It's purple. Yeah, that's um yeah, the purple this is actually more or less their original jersey that the coyotes wore. Oh, is it? Except uh the purple would have been green. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I see a picture of the actual old one now. Yeah, it's a pretty good callback. I kind of like that one. All right, let's hear your number one, though. Yeah, so my number one, and this is this might be partially partially because I I grew up watching the Mighty Ducks, but okay. it's it's got to be the Anaheim Ducks, the Wild Wing jersey. Oh, that's uh that is amazing. Good. That's it. Good. I I love it. I I loved the Mighty Ducks movies. Um, the live action ones, I, I watched quite a bit of the Mighty Ducks cartoon growing up. So this hits me right in the nostalgia. I love the the kind of turquoise white. It almost looks like those cups from the 90s with that same kind of color scheme. It's missing the purple wave in the middle. You guys know the one I'm talking about though, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and then plus it's working in that that cartoon duck, which is just awesome. Classic. You know? Yes. And you and you still have the logo on his chest there. If you look at the if you look at the wild wing. Yeah. The other one I've seen that I like too, I feel like I gotta give a shout out to is Colorado, man. I I love the Colorado one. This was almost my second place spot. And and Daniel, if you're listening, I hope you pick one of these up. I know they're expensive, but this is the coolest Colorado Avalanche jersey I've ever seen. It's a good one. It's a real good one. I like it. I like these jerseys. Uh, yeah, the, and this this Avalanche jersey's throwing it back so far. When they they're paying homage to the Quebec Nordics, they weren't even an American team at the time. Yeah, that's oh, uh, oh it's awesome. That's cool. These are pretty sick, man. These are uh, if you guys haven't seen these, look them up. Please uh, do. Um. And I hope people support this uh, because I'd love to see these done again in the future. So are the teams actually going to wear these? I believe they are. That's um, going to be cool. Yes, teams will wear the jerseys multiple times this season, according to this article. That's awesome. Including designated rivalry games. Oh, I love it. That's uh, – oh. oh, so like when San Jose plays L.A., the Kings. Yeah. Also, I've got to say, I saw someone online – post a meme about the minnesota wild one that i can't unsee where it was just a subway logo because that's the subway colors exactly and i can't stop seeing it yeah it is i don't dislike it but i can't stop seeing this and it makes me like it less the old north stars um oh god i i just i keep scrolling through these um i do want to nitpick the pittsburgh one they they should have worked the penguin in like the uh, what is was it called? I should have wrote this down. Oh, that yeah, I that, the the old school penguin. That almost looks like a college 
thing. Like, you know, the block letters and just the name, like the city name. Yeah, that's kind of different. Yeah, but if you look, their their old penguin uh, logo. Oh, is it I, the one with the penguin on the ice skates? And he's... No, it's, it's bef- I think before that. Um, God, the, the fans have a name for it, and I wish I could remember. Oh, it's at, it was in between um let me see what year this jersey is i'm sorry I'm, I'm doing research on the fly here if you we've talked about this before on the show if you guys don't know by now we love our aesthetics we love the way jerseys look the way uh logos are uh we find it super fascinating at some point in the future we've talked about doing a little mini series that's just completely aesthetics and sports um this is uh this is right up our alley especially justin's I can't find what the the penguin's called, but it's it's just like the head of the penguin, and it looks like he's leaning forward uh, into like an airstream. I I oh, like it. I know what one you're talking about. That is a pretty slick logo, and I think it would have looked really nice. And I I've seen this online before, so it's not original opinions. That's the Pittsburgh fans I think wanted this. Yeah, I think that would have looked really good on this color scheme. Um, the St. Louis Blue Jays also. I love their jersey as well. Uh, it's primarily red, but the yellow and then the 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 sharp contrast of the blue is just so nice. So how long before you buy all of these? Um, well, as soon as the kidney sells. <laughs> oh, um, they are uh, they are pretty pricey, around 180 bucks. Yeah. For those of you wondering, but I could definitely see you getting yourself one of these. I, I very well might. I do need to currently. I need to buy myself a new Bucks jersey as well. Mine, uh, mine. Uh, I got off Fanatics at one point, and it's. I didn't spring for the nice, nice quality jersey, and it's definitely starting to show that fact. You've had it for a few years now. I have. I've had it since uh, my third year in college, and I've been out for three years, and I went five, so that's like five, six years or so. Yeah, better part of a decade. Yeah, um, but it's starting to show some wear and tear. You know, I've had to run it through the washer a few times, which is not the greatest thing for them. But, you know, sometimes you, you drop a chicken wing and you just can't get that off with a wet wipe, okay? <laughs> uh, it's a, it, it adds character. It, it definitely adds character, and it shows that that jersey has a story. Yeah. But also it's a Winston jersey, so Winston's no longer on the team. I do want to get an updated one. Uh, if anyone wants to buy me a Shaquille Barrett jersey, hit me up. There you go. There you go. Um, reach out to Justin on Twitter. Uh, well, I think we're getting close to our time. Yeah, I think we've actually gone over our time. Yeah, whatever. Pish posh. Pish posh. Uh, we were talking aesthetics. We could go for a while. Absolutely. But yeah, it was uh thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Expansion Buddies and for bearing with us as we talked everything from serious stuff like teams changing their names and all the way up to not so serious stuff like hockey jerseys. Hey, what do you mean not so serious? That's the most serious stuff we talked about. Actually, no, second, I'm not going to belittle the Cleveland Indian name change. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the expansion buddies uh thank you for listening wherever you listen whether it be itunes spotify google podcasts 
We publish every Thursday for you on those three locations. You can find us on Twitter at the expansion BU one. I feel like at some point we got to expand the social media presence and get an Instagram. We'll see. I agree. Before we end though, Jared, we do need to do our shout outs. Oh, we have to do shout outs. I almost forgot. All right, you go first. I know you have one in the, in the chamber. I want you to go first real quick. All right. I want to give my shout out to Jackson. He of Arizona state became the first Chinese born uh, college football player at the FBS level to score points in a FBS college football game in Arizona state's routing 70 to seven of Arizona last week. Uh, cool for Jackson. He and fun little tidbit about him. If you, if anyone's seen him play or seen pictures of him, his Jersey, uh, the last name on the back is not in English. It's in actual Chinese characters, which I think is really That's super cool. cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So shout out to him. That's my shout out this week. All right. My shout out is going to a couple of friends of ours from the um other podcasts the other sports podcast the get back guys yeah yeah i wasn't gonna say their names oh were we so, not I'm, i was joking i was gonna say their names <laughs> alex and kyle from the get backs guys have another uh project that they do called movie meals and they just today actually uh tuesday have launched a patreon and a merch line for their movie meals channel uh, you can find the the merch over at teesprings.com slash store slash movie uh, dash meals. Um, they've got some interesting stuff on there. I like a lot of their designs. Um, Alex, if you'd like to, re- to review your aesthetics, just let me know. We do that. Um, I do find it interesting that there is multiple different leggings that you can buy. I <laughs> I think that's an interesting choice for merch for y'all. I love but. It. Uh, but I do like it. I, I think I'm going to have to pick myself up. Um, I, I really like that popcorn logo you guys have. With they, the pop- well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, Kyle, Kyle Brester, who we've had both Kyle and Alex on our show before, listen back. Um, but Kyle, I believe, has his degree in graphic design. So okay. I would imagine a lot of that came from him. Uh, but yeah, shout out to both of those two. That's a great one. I did see where they... Uh, created their Patreon, uh, Movie Meals. Check them out on YouTube. They're actually gaining quite a bit of popularity. Uh, Alex and Kyle are both good friends of ours. Just check them out. Check yeah. them out and uh, get something from them. Yeah, I plan on getting, like I said, I think a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something like that. And I might have to pop their way and throw them a buck or two on Patreon just so I have to hear Alex thank me for it. You know what? And shout out to Alex <laughs> Shout out to Alex's brother Nick too, the other uh, the other get back guy. Who yeah, truly, he's the one that's holding him down. Like it's it's all Nick, really, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Nick's Nick's the glue that holds them together. We got to get Nick on here at some point. Yeah, I will say someone has got to get Alex a mic over there because <laughs> I don't know what he's using right now, but it blows out my ears when he starts going off about the Eagles. Alex, I uh, love you, buddy. We but love man, you. my we ears. Love. Yeah, so check those guys out. They're awesome, good friends of ours. All right, yeah. well, Justin, if uh, you got nothing else, I think that's going to about put a bow on this one. I, I think that's the bow. All right, well, thank you all again for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday, and never forget, party like it's 1976.